Get ready to be encouraged and equipped for the authentic life of victory God has prepared for you. Welcome to Real Victory Radio with Amy Elaine Martinez. Amy is a devoted wife and mother with a passion for Jesus and a heart for those with shattered lives. She's an inspirational speaker, author, and teacher who humbly bears the scars of a broken life to reveal the transforming power of the Holy Spirit. Amy's desire is for you to walk in wholeness and live in victory. Now, here's Amy Elaine Martinez. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Real Victory Radio. I'm your host, Amy Lane Martinez. Thank you for joining me for today's show. I am so glad you're here. Real Victory Radio is designed to help you get ready and equipped for an authentic life of real victory. Living victoriously doesn't just happen. It's hard work, but I'm here to encourage you to be strong and courageous. It's my prayer that this show would inspire you to walk in wholeness and live in victory. This week, we have a special guest who is going to help us navigate one of our most important fields of influence. I can't wait to introduce you to my hilarious and sweet friend, Chantel Brewer. I've just finished reading Chantel's new book, Missionary Mom, Embracing the Mission Field Right Under Your Roof. It's so good, and we're going to dig into her message in just a few moments. I wanted to start with one scripture that is going to absolutely mark today's show. In Proverbs 22, 6, in the voice, it says, teach a child how to follow the right way. Even when he is old, he will stay on course. We want our kids to stay on course, don't we? We're talking about what it means to be a missionary mom today. As parents, we've been called to a vitally important mission field, and Chantel's going to help us better understand all that goes into doing that. She's got a message that renews the spirit of the everyday mom. Y'all, we are the very first missionaries our children's meet. Our children meet. Isn't that amazing? Let me say that again. We are the very first missionaries our children meet. Wow. I've never thought about it like that, but Chantel did, and she's written a whole book about it. In her book, she points out the many unexpected parallels, like a missionary may need to learn a foreign language and new customs to better understand and communicate with those around her. A missionary has to follow the path God puts before her, sacrificing sleep, comfort, time, and toilets. Sound like any moms you know? I can't wait to dive into the message of her book, but first, let me tell you a little bit more about my sweet friend and special guest for today's show. Chantel Brewer is a writer on her blog, Nonsense at Its Finest. By day, she works as a classroom teacher, and weekends are mostly spent as an advocate for the steadily growing anti-trafficking movement in Nevada. As a licensed pastor with Foursquare International Church, she speaks around the country to youth, mothers, and churches. A wife for over 20 years, she and her husband have spent most of that time raising five kids. Together, the family runs a monthly outreach in their home, a come-as-you-are dinner called Taco Tuesday. I love that. Chantel holds a bachelor's degree in education, a master's degree in teaching, English as a second language, and an additional master's degree in Christian studies with an emphasis in urban ministry. Keep with, up with her day-to-day -day nonsense, books, and speaking engagements on Instagram. Her book, Missionary Mom, was is going to be released this fall in October, and you're going to love her. You can find her at www.chantelbrewer.com. That's S-H-O-N-T-E-L-L, Brewer, B-R-E-W-E-R.com. Chantel, welcome to the show. 
Thank you so much, Amy Elaine. I'm really, really excited to be here. Well, we are so glad to have you, and I would just love for you to tell us a little bit. I just read your bio, but there's so much more that I know about you. So tell us just a little bit about what makes you uh, so passionate about what you do. Gosh, you know what? I think it's just kind of my upbringing. I was raised in um, a little bit of a crazy neighborhood and just lower income, and um, I started being an advocate for kids when I was about six and some people called it bossy, but I called it advocacy. And, you know, God's really worked on my heart to make sure that it's um, just me looking out for the people that he puts around me and being aware. A lot of that rolls into kids. And so I, I sort of do the same work everywhere that I go, whether it's in my church or in my neighborhood or in my home, the kids that my own children bring into our home. And then even through in my classroom and through advocacy with anti-trafficking, I just I don't know. There's just a lot of um, people who they haven't found their voice and I've never really had a problem (laughs) (laughs) having a voice and sticking up for myself and speaking up for myself. And I just think that God has allowed different situations and struggles in my life so that I keep, you know, kind of fighting after that voice. And I, I don't know. I just, he's kind of created me to be the person to help other people find their voice. And I I think that's part of um, the heart behind all of my ministry, with even with my own children, um, you know, in my marriage, if my if I feel like my husband's not being heard, I, you know, usually it's by me that's not hearing him, or, you know, I I just I I feel a, a passion to help those people be heard, to help them communicate, and with words is just something that God has gifted me in, and so whether it's through music or or teaching uh, in a in a kindergarten class, a fifth grade class, in a you know in another country, it it's just kind of all falls into the same category. You know, I just I'm really passionate that everyone needs to find their voice and they need to be the one who starts their own story and um, you know sort of like their own echo rather than rather than other people coming in and saying this is who you are. Because that's the enemy, right? I mean, it is. And it's so is important, Chantel, that people find their voice and let their identity rise up from Jesus right. and from who he tells us that we are. And I love that you were even actually on, uh, you auditioned for The Voice this past year. That's very okay. fun. So you Thank are you. all about finding your voice and helping others find their voice. I want to get into the heart behind your book and why you wrote Missionary Mom. What do you hope that moms will take away from this book? Uh, So many things. You know, part of it is that same idea that it's kind of twofold, where moms are finding their voice in the really tough times. Raising kids, especially littles, is so hard. And we are tempted, I think, a lot of times to believe that our our ministry is on hold while we're raising kids before Mm -hmm. we get to our life or, you know, whatever it is that God really has for me. And this was my story anyway, when my kids were really small and it, it became, I became so entrenched in that lie that I almost started to feel like my kids were in my way of my real ministry, which that's crazy because we had really struggled with some infertility and uh, before and after our firstborn and that was just in my mind all that I I knew I wanted to be was a wife and a mom and a teacher since I was seven. That has been my goal. And so for me to ever resent 
this gift that God was had put before me, especially after so many struggles, that I was resenting the very gift that he I had asked him for and he had granted to me. Uh, it was just, it was really convicting to my heart. And I, I began to realize, first of all, I have a ministry right now, and it's huge because it creates the ministry that I'm doing with my children is going to create a ripple effect I'll never see the end of. You know, I, that's such a, a great reach that I do actually have already, even when my kids are babies or toddlers or preschoolers and all the way up through high school, and that my, my ministry doesn't need to wait. And so that's one really big takeaway. And then on the other side, that moms know that part of their role, it, parents really, that their role is to equip their kids to start right now, whatever their age is. You know, you can send a three-year-old into a preschool classroom with a word of encouragement to pass on to somebody who seems sad. You can you can give a uh, second grader the task of, if you ever see garbage on the ground today, I want you to go and pick it up and not need someone to tell you good job. You just do it, not because you're going to be seen, but because it's it's you being a blessing to the people and a light to the people that are around you. You know, I mean, there's so many things that we can be teaching our children conversations, intentional conversations we can be having with our children so that they are the light in this world already going out. It doesn't matter what their age is, that their ministry is now as well. Chantel, one of my favorite quotes in the book says, being a missionary Jesus style simply means inviting people into our lives and sharing life with them. I there were so many quotes that I loved in your book, but I especially love that one. And that's exactly what you were just talking about and how we can teach our kids to really just be the hands and feet of Jesus on a daily basis. Yeah. I have a question for you. One of the other things that I absolutely loved about your book were the, was the layout. So I'll let you tell our listeners about the layout and how that all came to be because it's such a fun element of the book. Okay, so... The, I think you're referring to the notes in the margin. Which I am. Is my favorite. <laughs> so I have a couple of girlfriends that I I will read a book first, and I go through and I underline, and I'll make notes in the margins and all of that. And they, I pass them on to them, and that's how they prefer it. They're like, oh, yeah, so pass on your, you know, your wisdom through these books. And so, I, you know, I'll read a parenting book or a you know, a Christian living book or something. And, and I'll go through and I'll kind of um, make notes. And a lot of it is just for me. And that's how I read books. I'm, I'm, I've got so many side conversations going. I speak in movie quotes all the time. People half the time don't even know that I'm speaking in a movie quote. It's just, you know, the line that I use and, and it entertains me and it's okay if nobody else notices, it's just funny to me. But then you'll find these random other people and they'll say, isn't that from a movie? And I crack up laughing and they're all, oh, I like you. I like how you talk. And and so the notes in the margin, it kind of all stemmed from that because I felt like there's always this inner dialogue going on in my mind when I'm reading a book. And then it was happening even while I was writing a book. And this is my first book, so I didn't realize that was going to happen, but that's exactly what what was happening. And so I just started making these little random footnotes that um, either there were movie quotes or these references, just things that would be my inner dialogue and things that I really thought when I would read um, different parts of the book. And so I thought, you know, it would be so great if I could include these. And originally they were set as footnotes, but I that that was just not as personal. And so I thought, you know, these really would be, if I was reading through these books and going to pass this along to somebody, 
I would write these in a pen with notes in the margin. There would be doodles around. There would be, you know, stick figures here and there. And, and so I asked my publisher, I said, I know this is crazy. And, you know, there's all this, um, you know, rules, especially for people with first books, that it's got to be our formula and all of that. And I just really prayed and I put it out there. And they loved the idea. And they thought the notes in the margin were hilarious. And so I was like, oh, good. I need funny. You know what I loved about the, that was that it really helped me as a reader. I mean, I know you, but somebody who just picks your book off the shelf and yeah. doesn't know you personally, it is such an easy way to get to know you just a little bit. Yeah. And they're funny. In one, I'm reading one right now. Why don't we count our ages in months anymore? You're talking about, you know, <laughs> babies being different ages. And you said, yeah. I'm 488 months old. <laughs> and then she says, I'll give you a moment to calculate yours. Just yeah. fun things like that in the margins of the book. And some of them are real serious. And some of them are movie quotes. Some of them are funny. But that is one element of the book that I really loved. Tell me what keeps moms from being victorious in our everyday lives, either in parenting or in other parts of our lives? Oh, I think we just get stuck so much of the time. You know, I, mean, I, I think it applies to everybody. We just get stuck. We have, we create a reality, which is not always the truth about what God says about us and what we're supposed to be doing. And, you know, we feel like it's so big. We're very busy and we're busy with the wrong things, I think, a lot of times. And, you know, I, I touch on it quite a bit in the book about the importance of um, of pouring into our kids. But we're not supposed to be these, uh, you know, soccer moms, taxi cab moms that are driving from this thing. All those extracurricular activities is not necessarily what God meant by being all in, you know, and having, having a full life. It's, that wasn't actually what that verse meant. And when I think that we just kind of get in our own way and then we isolate ourselves so mm. much, you know, we, we, maybe we'll have play dates, but the relationships are shallow because our kids just talk over us or we've got a talk code or, you know, whatever uh, the situation is. And, and, you know, it's sometimes we just get in our minds that it's easier not to be part of the community, just to stay home where our kids understand the rules here and it's, uh, you know, everything's child-proofed. And, and, but then that really, that really separates us from the work that God is asking us to do. And, and, you know, and I think the other thing is sometimes we lose focus that, like I was saying before, I was running ministries out of our church. I was on the worship team. I was, um, I mean, Gosh, I was in every Bible study. I led a Bible study. I was in. I was leading a mops group. I mean, just so many things that I thought, well, this all makes sense. This is the season that I'm in. Of course, I would want. To, God wants me to do a Bible study. Of course, He wants me to help with mops, and I'm a good leader. And so, why wouldn't I take a leadership role? And all of these things. And but I never actually stopped to say. I approached it all with logic, rather than Lord, where, is this a ministry you want for me? Is this something you want me to sign my kid up for? Is this something um, that I should maybe stay home from rather than approaching everything with logic or based on how tired I am as a mama? I think that, yes, isolating is a big way that we tend to cope with the evil out there in the world or, you know, just the the annoying little things out there in the world that we don't want our kids to have to deal with or have to manage for them. One well, point, it's uncomfortable, uh, you know, I'm like, we don't want to, we don't want to deal with those things that are uncomfortable, those hard issues 
that maybe people have different beliefs than we do. And it's like, oh, I'll just keep my kid over here. You go be weird over there. <laughs> yeah, sometimes it's easier. One point that I want to make sure that um, we talk about today is that even if we're not a parent, we have been called to mentor. And so this book can be for not just a missionary mom, not just a mom, but a parent. It can be for somebody who is placed in a place of leadership and mentoring for other kids in their neighborhood, in their church, in at the local, you know, YMCA or whatever, wherever they are meeting kids. Tell me a little bit about how this book could play out and be important for people who are not just moms of littles and and growing their kids up, but people who are in a position to speak life into young people and this next generation, because I think that is so important for us to do. Well, I'll just tell you from from my perspective, and actually I was talking, I have an adult child, she's 20, and I was talking to her about this very thing last night. Uh, we have Taco Tuesday at our house uh, every, it's the last Tuesday of every month, and she was here and she brought a friend with her and um, just kind of getting to know her and, and talking with them about how important it is that there are other people around my kids. I can't do this all by myself. I could never, my, I feel like my kids, they're definitely normal kids. They're sassy. They get in trouble, you know, all of it. I whine at them sometimes. I mean, it's not perfect here, but it's constantly moving forward. It's constant. We're constantly um, uh, hungry after Jesus, which is really the, the, what a household focus should be. And um, it, because then there's growth, but, I could never, with watching how my kids are starting to turn out and watching her function as an adult, I never could have done that by myself. And so every other person that has contributed to her, they're not all moms. Actually, most of them are not moms. I have single women or I've got married women uh, that we, we talked about. She was naming all of the people that have poured into her life. I have grandmothers that have sought her out to be sort of um, a prayer partner with her. I have uh, the uh, two men who were youth leaders for her for a time that, you know, come up and say things that they reiterate what her daddy says to her about who she is. And then, of course, that's reiterating what Jesus says about her and who says who he says she is. And, you know, I mean, she's completely surrounded by so many voices and so many people who are doing the same kind of missionary work by saying, I'm going to be the Jesus that you see today. And, and, you know, and, and here's how I can pour into you. And so in that way, I need all of these people to understand this concept so that they can help me to raise my kids. Cause I just can't do it by myself. And none, none of us can, you know, we're not meant to do that. And, and scripturally, if we're looking at old Testament New Testament, that isn't how kids were raised. I mean, there are so many people involved. If you're, you know, looking at how the family dynamic was, it was a little weird. They had some things that weren't <laughs> quite along the lines of what God had planned for them. But, man, there were so many people pouring into them, prophets coming and talking to kids and, and calling them into ministry. You know, that's what I need. I need a prophet to stop by my house and call my kids into ministry. That would be awesome. That would be good. That would be good. Maybe they would listen to them. Yeah. You know, I think that if we are afraid of mentoring kids or even mentoring another, a younger person, pointing people to the word of God is so important. It is an easy way to start mentoring if we're terrified to, you know, step out into that place. 
But that's what the body was meant to do. In 2 Timothy 3.16 in the Passion Translation, it says every scripture has been written by the Holy Spirit, the breath of God. It will empower you by its instruction and correction, giving you the strength to take the right direction and lead you deeper into the path of godliness. Then you will be God's servant, fully mature and perfectly prepared to fulfill any assignment God gives you. So if we can start with the word of God and regurgitate that out to the little people around us or just the people that we meet every day, that's a great place to start if people are afraid of mentoring. But let's get back into a little bit more about your book. Talk to me about what Parenting Small is. Oh, I love that. Uh, I've not always done this well. And so I I think that God allowed that so I could really see uh, how it plays out and just watching the difference in reaction between my children when I parent loud and parent small. Parenting loud is really more you're parenting in public or you're parenting so that other people know that you're stepping in. It really has nothing to do with your child and what you're wanting them to get from this situation. So when your kid is naughty and you're yelling at them from across the store or, you know, threatening of whatever punishments are going to come and then really never follow through, that's parenting. That's the opposite of parenting small. Parenting small is leaning in. It's a conversation between me and my child, no matter how old they are. It's pulling them aside and saying, uh, what is going on uh, with you right now? And, and let's talk through this. Or here's my, let me reiterate my expectation for you. And it's done in whispers and it's done in private and it's not for anyone else because that's how God is with us, right? I mean, he doesn't stand, have someone come stand in front of my house and start naming off my sins. He pulls me in and he whispers and he's, he, he parents small and he pulls us close so that we feel safe. Yes, he does. <laughs> he does that. Hey, Chantel, yeah. people are going to have to get your book to learn more about parenting small because we are just about out of time. I always go so fast. So before we pray for the listeners, I want to just reiterate a couple of things and share a scripture. Exodus twenty twelve says, honor your father and your mother so that you may live long in the land the Lord your God is giving you. Staking our claim in the kingdom is all about walking out our God-given destiny. And as parents, mentors, friends, part of our calling is to parent this next generation like we talked about before. Thank you for helping us to better understand. And thank you for writing this book that helps us better understand how we can be more effective in the kingdom and parent this next generation because it's such a huge part of having real victory in our lives. Guys, I hope today has encouraged you to get real and ready and equipped for the authentic life of victory in every place that you minister You can learn more about Amy Elaine Ministries and read more about Victorious Living on my website at amyelaine.com. Make sure to follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and all those other places. You can listen to the entire Becoming a Victory Girl interview series where I have an older interview with Chantel, if you want to hear some more from her, on our YouTube station. And you can find all of that on my radio show as well as on the Web. So let's pray for our listeners that they will really embrace the new way that they can look at the mission field that is right under their roof. Yeah. Okay. Heavenly Father, I thank you so much for what an honor it is to be a mother 
to parent and not just my own children, but the honor that you have granted me to pull in the kids in my neighborhood or the people that are around my kids and that we get a walk together and that, that, that this is just an extension of relationship in the way that you love us so well. Help us to mimic the way that you parent and the way that you love and help us to be slow to speak when we're dealing with our kids and really, really quick to just hear what their heart is truly saying, even if their verbal responses are are telling us something different that we would just see into it. Thank you for the discernment as we parent. And Lord, help us not to shy away from the tough kids that are out there. Help us to pull them in and give them a place if they don't have the family that they are um, they're needing to be, to be pointed to you and to be close to you. Because above all, Lord, it's about their salvation. It's about our salvation and redemption to you, Father God. Thank you for letting us be a part of that. Amen. Yes, Lord. Thank you so much. We love you and we thank you for this mission field that you've given us in our very own homes and in our very own places of influence. Guys, thank you so much for making Real Victory Radio part of your day today. We want to inspire you to walk in wholeness and live in victory. We so appreciate you being here today. We hope you were encouraged and equipped by today's episode of Real Victory Radio with Amy Elaine Martinez. Please go to amyelaine.com to find out how to receive Amy's resources, including her book, Becoming a Victory Girl. You can also listen to podcasts and see where Amy will be speaking. Real Victory Radio with Amy Elaine Martinez is a listener-supported radio ministry outreach. They depend on your prayers and donations. Please go to amyelaine.com for ways you can partner with Amy in reaching listeners with the power to walk in wholeness and live in victory. Please tune in again next Saturday at 6 a.m. and 4 p.m. for Real Victory Radio with Amy Elaine Martinez.